go. You got to pay the bills. You got to listen. Listen up, listen up. All right. And uh, once again, uh, I don't know. Did you hear what the grand total was for the down and dirty? The last I heard it was like 182,000 that they had raised. Yep, I believe it was 182,000. Okay. Yeah, the my my talk listeners are, are phenomenal people. Without you, plus the staff of uh, my talk, I think, what's that? You could talk a right ear off a left ear elephant, you know. (laughs) Okay, here we are. Uh, What instrument has 47 strings and seven pedals? Think about it. Harp? Ding, 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 ding. Look at you. A harp. Yep, that was kind of cool. I never knew 47 strings. It's like, oh, my Lord. Okay, well, let's go back to Cindy. Yep. Hi, Cindy. Oh, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, just a reminder. Okay, Okay, so Uh, you had a story, so what was that? Yeah, real quick. Okay, so last week I called in about my dog. He's um, a little poodle, and he was peeing on my rug. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was you? Okay. (laughs) So just kind of a fun follow-up story. So um, I thought, yeah, you know, it's time I just roll up the rug. So I rolled it up one morning and and, um, just put it aside and so I went and I was gone for work and I came home and I don't know how long he had worked on it but he had unrolled the rug Ah. brought his food bowl over and then peed on the rug oh my story oh my goodness I'm done with the rug but (laughs) (laughs) that is anyway just uh that's a smart uh, dog you better be you better be teaching that dog some tricks because that for a dog to figure that out that's pretty doggone clever so you yeah it sure is start using the brain there okay thank you so much good luck okay you You bet bye-bye um, and just a note on on chicken bones, which is what's the big day coming up that has involves a lot of bones. Thanksgiving, you got it. And the next two days after Thanksgiving is huge for the ER for taking you know for dogs that had eat gotten into the carcasses and got bones jammed here, there, and everywhere. Now the rule at our house is, don't you ever. Ever, if you eat a piece of chicken, a turkey, anything that has bone, I don't care, even a steak, okay? But turkey and chicken bones are are thinner, so they are more shard, which can do more damage, you know? Because when you cook a bone, you take the moisture out, all right? So what happens is that if you get to eating your turkey or your chicken or whatever, you put it in a Ziploc bag, and then I put it in like a bowl, and I put it in, the, okay, my oven isn't just an oven, it's a side trash can. <laughs> so what we do, so then after, then so never ever put any cooked bones of any kind in your trash. Never. Like I say, I put it in a, a Ziploc bag, I put it in a bowl, or sometimes not just a Ziploc bag in the stove. And then when I, because our trash is at the end of the driveway, and our driveway is like lunch in a 12-pack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, you know, and then there's times where I'll put it in just a regular bag i put them in the ziploc bags always and then i throw it in the back of my truck you know it has a cover so that nobody nothing can get to it but anyway because i'd rather be uh, uh, a a stickler about that no cooked bones in my garbage end of story uh than paying the vet bill when my dog did get into that because all it takes is one bone to cause heck all right and so now with turkey day always know where your turkey is (laughs) 
Okay, the minute you get done carving that sucker, uh, you 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 take out all the stuff that you want, and either you put the whole thing back in the stove, and then when you want to fine tune it, or if you're going to make soup out of it, but do not put it anywhere on the counter or in the trash. You figure out where you're going to put that, especially if you got cats. My cat Adeline, she will chew chew through bags, plastic, paper, boxes. If she knows there's food in there, she chews through it. Oh, wow. Yes. No, Adeline is a dog in a cat's body. I, I kid you not. <laughs> and anyway, uh, so that's what I mean. Those bones are so dangerous cooked. So turkey day on the loom here. Please know where the carcass is at, at all times after you get done eating it. Oh, but they're head now. You got those of you that have big dogs. <laughs> You know, just comes out of the oven. You're letting it sit on top of the stove, letting it kind of chill out before you cut it. Okay, where's your big dog? Better not be anywhere near that kitchen. So you've got to think ahead on this with all the, with the festivities coming up and what the dogs can get into. And, you know, obviously chocolate. People make brownies and stuff like that and fudge, and that's really hard. The dark chocolate is worse than milk chocolate because the higher the theobromine, the more toxic it is to the dog. So that's why you've got to be very mindful, especially if you have a clever dog like that. What she said that, you know, the dog pushed, uh, you know, the chair over to get to the bone. You know, it's just like, that's a smart dog. Oh, I've yeah. seen videos of doing that. But anyway, so that's why you've got to be ahead of the dog because this, and I'm sorry, remember what was it now? Two months ago when my dog Gilligan went into cardiac arrest, you know, I, I called nine vets. I couldn't get in. And finally, I got a hold of uh, somebody told me about Blue Pearl and Arden Hills. I didn't know they exist. You know, the one out in Oakdale that I would have had to wait for four or five hours. I didn't have four or five hours. I knew he'd be gone. He was breathing so bad. And so that he had so much water around his lungs. And so, and now he's Gilligan's fine. But, but that's what I mean though, is that you don't want to go to ER with a person or with an animal. <laughs> and so let's just use precaution. All right. All right. Who's up next? Hey, All if right. you got a question, give a holler, 651-641-1071. Okay, who's up? All right, so we have Nancy on the line, and she has a question about the hierarchy of okay. dogs. All right. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? Good. Well, I have three larger dogs. All right. And they're all mixes, and they're different ages. One's 11, one's 7, and one is too. All right. And I'm wondering, do I, um, they kind of figure out where they are in a pack, like who's the head dog and who's the bottom dog. Mm-hmm. But ever since I rescued the last one, the ger- he's German Shepherd Lab Rottweiler, mm-hmm. and he turned into a very large dog. He's 130 pounds. Oh, my Lord. He kind of, I know. He kind of pushes his way in if I'm petting somebody. He gets to sleep next to me on the bed. The others have to sleep at the bottom. Okay. He wants to sit next to you on the couch. Um, you must you know, have a big couch. <laughs> I know. It is a big couch. So I'm wondering, do I intervene or do I just let them figure that out? Well, is it causing any snarkiness amongst the, the ranks? No, it doesn't. Okay. Because if, if you don't, don't create a problem if there's not a problem. All right. Uh, okay. Is is you know if you can see the pot starting to stir, or there's little snaps or little you know growls or something like that, then you got to sit up and take notice. Right. But okay. the whole thing okay. is, is it's not me, master you, dog. Because now a lot of people when they hear a dog growl, they want to yell at a bad dog. Shame on you. That's the worst thing you Correct. can do. You call them on it. Hey, 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 hey. You be nice. Ah, 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 ah. 
Be nice. All right? So that they, because you don't, because too many people yell at the dog when they growl. So then the dog realizes if I growl, I get into trouble. So he forgets about the growl is a warning. He's uncomfortable about something or has an attitude against something. And so then pretty soon okay. as they get yelled at for the growl, they just go straight to the bite. They, there is no more growls gotcha. anymore. And so that's gotcha. why there's a book for you that to read, especially when you got multiple dogs. Okay. It's called People Training yeah. for Good Dogs. Okay. People Training for Good Dogs. All right, and oh, that that one by Berryman, it's an awesome gal, Berryman. And anyway, okay. uh, because it just helps you understand, you want to think like a dog because you have a pack, you have four. You're so well, how I don't know how many humans you got in there, right? But anyway, yeah. but so the whole thing is, is that you know, in a pack has to run a certain way. That's just the way it is, and you have to understand how dogs come to terms with who's one, two, and three. All right, without gotcha. you know any major fights and stuff like that. If you want to learn how to read dog body language better and see what they're thinking to, uh, with each other, you can read the book, uh, well, not even read it, but it's called Canine Body Language, Canine okay. Body Language by Aloff. And what that does is shows yeah. you how, you know, how they hold their head, their ears, their tail, their eyes, their body. Cause dogs talk to each other how, you know, through their body, not through, well, hello there, Chip. What are you up to? Sure. <laughs> All sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what you want to get yeah. to. And that's why with a good trainer, um, what we do is we see the thought bubbles. We can, uh, we're watching how, what the dog's doing, um, either to you or to another dog. And we pop the thought bubble before they react. But most people wait for the dog to react, to react to right. their action. And that is where the exactly. problem can lie. So if you can see the exactly. pot stirring, you can get into the head and calm the waters. That's a good leader. Hey, 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 hey. If he was with, if these guys were with, um, you know, dogs, uh, you know, like a pack of mo like mom and siblings, they learned that if they yeah. listen to mom's growl, the correction from her won't come. You know, she is constantly okay. watching as far as, now you play nice. <laughs> All gotcha. right? Uh -huh. And that's what you want, because okay. the size doesn't have anything to do with it. It has to do with oh. the personality of the dog, of how everybody oh. gets along. Because usually the smallest dog in the house rules it. If you have a chihuahua with a 200-pound Great Dane, the chihuahua runs the whole pack okay it's oh all my gosh. it's all about attitude it ain't about size all right gotcha okay okay all right and do dogs react to non-neutered males you bet yes you okay. bet there's a different remember okay. uh, everything through a dog's world is smell smell and sound right and so yeah they right. they can smell that extra testosterone and such like that and yeah that that's huge and especially if a dog has the fixed dog uh, the unfixed dog has really because there's different testosterone levels you know um every you right, know in humans right. and that and some have a lot of it and need to get fixed asap <laughs> and so yeah yeah, that's, yeah yeah okay i'm gonna encourage my son because he has a bloodhound and Boy, that my pack just—they just don't like him, and he's not neutered yet, and he's about ten months old. Yep, no, I and would get him. Yeah, that, yep, that makes a big okay. difference. But but bloodhounds aren't noted for playing. Bloodhounds basically they like to trot, they like to sniff, they like to lay. They're not a playing breed. They will lumber a little bit. But they're not, sure. a bloodhound is a whole different ball game mentally. Very much. And gotcha. like I said, yeah, I would definitely get them fixed. They, now, you talk about a strong-willed dog. Holy moly. And your son needs to get that dog into doing some nose work because that's what they were bred for is to okay. do nose work. Okay. Yeah, I mean, every time I see him, his nose is on the on the ground. You got it. That's, that's what they're it. yeah, that's what they're bred for. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Have a great day.
Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Whoops, I'm late. Like a lot. No, we're all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. All right, now let's see here. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I'll find something here. Okay, what is the Italian word for pie? What is the Italian word for pie? We'll be back. All right. Yay, yay, yay. Got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. What is the Italian word for pie? Well, my Italian's not the greatest, so... uh. If I had to take a guess, um, we eat them on every corner. Yeah, they're they're on every corner. Oh, like a bodega? No, no, no. Oh. There's like, you know what I mean? That that there's so many of these that then you have to decide which one that you want, and they usually deliver a lot of them on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, pizza. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Yep, the Italian word for pie is pizza. Oh, I kid you not. Really? There you okay. Go. My pizza pie. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. It's the only Italian I know. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> I love my wise guys. Pizza up in Centerville is really, really good. Um, on, um, uh, do you eat much pizza? I love pizza. Okay. Yeah. What is your uh, for w- as far as if you're gonna go buy a pizza, you know, uh, like a place? What What's your favorite? Um, are we talking frozen or just no, no, like no, going out? No, no, we're not doing frozen. We'll do that next. Real pizza. You gotta you either call up and say, "Hey, I'm picking it up," or they're delivering it. Um, I do like uh, Carboni's. Oh, really? I like Carboni's. Um, I do think it's it can be super greasy. Yeah, at times. I think super greasy. <laughs> oh like, my god, it just yeah. grip you. Yeah. Okay. Then what else? Give me a second one, please, quick. <laughs> yeah. So there's a local place in uh, Woodbury called Pino's Pizza. Pino's. Oh, okay. And that's pretty good. It's like a big kind of football size pizza. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, okay. So, yeah, frozen pizza. Then what? What frozen pizzas do you like? Oh, either lots of matza or hedgies or heggies. Oh yeah, heggies. However you good. pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. You want a really good pizza? Do you know where Marina and Saint Croix is? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the little general store that's down there. Mm-hmm. Their pizzas are to die for. Really, they are so good, and you can buy them. They make them fresh. Then, what they don't sell, then they they freeze. So then you can buy them frozen. Okay? Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So it's yeah, but they're the big marine hedgies. Like you say, I love that. Have you ever tried home run pizza? Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. they're not too bad either. So mm, I like those. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm just uh, uh, I'm a pizza kind of. I love pizza. So anyway, okay, give a holler, 651-641-1071. Now I'm hungry. Okay, Barb's on the line. What has Barb got for us? All right, Barb has a Thanksgiving story. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) Hey, Barb. Hi. Okay. Hi there. Okay, lay it on us. Okay, so I got this dog when I was living at home at my parents' house. Someone was flagging cars down. They had stolen him from a police department. He was a stray. Anyways. I named him Scamp, and he sure lived up to that name. (laughs) And uh, so my mom was getting ready for Thanksgiving, and she did all this baking. And then we went, uh, packed the family up and went over to my aunt's house and came home. And my dog had gotten up on the kitchen counter and eaten 12 full-size loaves of banana bread. Oh, my Lord. He left one. <laughs> How nice of him. <laughs> I know, I know. So I just thought you would get a kick out of that story. That is, that, that's cool. And you know why? He probably did, did you know, did he have the runs a little bit? 
Oh, just a little. Okay. Just a little. <laughs> but uh, he, still, he still managed to live. And well, the reason why he didn't time. have a major gut problem was that uh, because there was no yeast in it. If he would have ate 12 loaves of bread like that, boy, he would have been one uncomfortable dude, right? Oh, yeah. But, that, but that's yeah, why. He, he was a he was something else. He uh, got into it with porcupines and skunks oh, and geez. you name it. Now, what kind of dog was he? I think he was like a cross between... Um, Cocker Spaniel and, um, like, Golden Retriever. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is he still yeah. with us? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, okay. no. Unfortunately, but he was he was quite the character. There's lots of stories <laughs> around about him. <laughs> how, old did, so, did he, how old was he when he left? Oh, I think probably about 11, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When, when your dog yeah. is used to getting into things like that, sometimes their demise comes a little earlier because they get into the wrong things at the wrong time. Oh, so. yeah. He sold a chicken off a barbecue grill, too. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. Well, he. Yeah. how tall was he? How many pounds? Oh, gosh. You know, he was mid-sized. Oh, okay. Okay. Boy, that dog's agile. He yeah, go- he was mid-sized. And in fact, I... I Got him when I lived at home, and then I moved in with my future husband, mm-hmm. and we lived about a mile and a half away from my parents' house. Okay. And I would let my dog out because back then everybody let their dogs right. run. Yep. About 45 minutes later, I'd get a phone call from my parents going, well, he's up here. <laughs> and he would walk right down the middle of Owen Street in Stillwater. Oh, my Lord. Isn't that something? Good yeah. Gravy. Yeah, he was... He was really something. So. Oh, that is. But, well, you come across dogs like that. That that it, either they. I think they got to be a person reincarnated. You know, like a scamp <laughs> of a person that just. Yeah, that is that is so cool. Now, thank you so yeah, much for one, one that Walt Disney would make a little yeah, feature. There about. you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for well, sharing the story. Enjoy that. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Barb. Alrighty, bye-bye. bye-bye. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of loaves of banana bread. <laughs> Holy moly! Oh well, he didn't. Um, I should have asked her, it was, did he ever try that again? Or did that day of all that banana bread, <laughs> I ain't eating it again. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at here? What's up? Uh, all right. Um, yeah, we got minute 30, but we can introduce the next okay. person. Uh, so we have uh, Cheryl on the line, and she has a question about uh, various treat options for her dog. All right. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good, good. What's up? Good. So, okay, so I have two uh, chihuahuas, female, both from the same litter. They're seven years old, Mm -hmm. and one recently had a bout of pancreatitis. And so everything in life has changed for these two dogs. So um, I'm feeding them real canine, but I have, under the instruction of the vet, stopped all kind of treats. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for some kind of entertainment, like a rawhide. I used to always give them um, the no-hide rawhide. Yeah which are hard to find now, and mm-hmm. I don't know offhand if they are the low-fat option. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is just literally trying to find, one, they're on a royal canine diet right now. If there's alternatives to that, because that's a very expensive diet, yes. um, especially for two dogs, yes. and then also treat or chew options for okay. low-fat options. Okay. Why don't you hold on to that, and where are we at for the break here, sir? We got 20 seconds. 20 seconds, okay. okay. Yeah, because it definitely has to do with, uh, um, you know, the feeding. But 
I personally, what I would start out with though is I wouldn't put this dog, these dogs on, and they're Chihuahuas, not like Great Danes. Right. I would not do any processed food whatsoever. I would go nope. totally natural as okay. far as doing some raw, do some cooking for them. Okay. Um, and but why don't you hold on and then let's discuss this further, Perfect. okay? Okay. I so hold on. It. Yep. Don't hang up. Okay. All right. There we go. Da 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 da. Alfred, an ancient king of West, is famous for burning what? King Wessus of, of, is famous for burning what? This is weird, but we'll try it. Bye. I mean, we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, let me, I didn't have my glasses on before when I read that, so that's why I kind of really stupid. Okay. Alfred, <laughs> an ancient king of West X. W-E-S-S, Wessus. Oh, well. W-E-S-S. E-X is famous for burning what? Alfred, the, a- a- the ancient king of Wessex, is famous for burning what? Uh, wheat? I, don't know. No, <laughs> I have no it, clue. This is yeah. dumb, but it's, it's, you know, it's a little piece of trivia All right. for burning cakes. Cakes? Cakes. Like birthday cakes? It just says cakes. <laughs> doesn't right. say whether it's a birthday cake or a banana cake or, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Angel food cake. cake. Yeah, 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 angel food cake is my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could eat the whole dang thing. You know, not no strawberries, no nothing. Just sit there and pick at it and eat it. Not, I can't, I'm not a baker. God was good to me that way. Because if I could bake, I would probably be five times the size I am. <laughs> because I love, you know, like donuts. I'm not a pie person. Mm-hmm. I love donuts and some good pastries, you know. But angel food cake is my all-time. And when I can, ma- I can make a box angel food cake, and it's the only thing that turns out. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing. The big joke is when my daughter turned one, which was a long time ago, I had to bake three box cakes to get the height of regular one cake. All right, oh, and everybody really? thought that I was really fancy because I put frosting in between it, so it looked like this nice layered cake. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because I couldn't get the box cake to raise enough, and so I had to make <laughs> another one, and then I had to make another one. So it looked like I was fancy, and I wasn't. But for some reason, I could make a doggone good angel food cake. And like I say, I can just sit and just pick at a part and just. <laughs> It's okay. some good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, let's go. Let's go back to Cheryl. <laughs> now I'm hungry again. Pizzas, cake, all this. Go- I can't wait to get home to eat. <laughs> but anyway, okay, you with us there, Cheryl? I am. Yep. Okay, thanks. What's your favorite kind of cake? Uh, Annie. Annie, good. Good answer. You're part of the, the club. Yeah, the angel food cake would definitely appease me as well. Well, I, you know, I bought angel food cake because I was really hungry. Didn't want to bake one, but they're so dense. They're almost to me oh, like a yeah. pound cake. I like it yeah. airy and fluffy. But anyway. Yes, they're great in the summer with for like a strawberry shortcake. Oh, yes. Well, like there again, yeah. I'll just sit and tear it and eat it all myself. Exactly. <laughs> you too. That's why they don't get in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Mine don't make it very long. Okay. Now, obviously with pancreatitis, it has to do with uh, obviously fat in the diet. Okay. Yes. That's why I worry about nowadays. Pork is in a lot of the products you know, pet products out yep, there. Yep, and so yep. what I worry about is that if people don't rotate enough, you know, if you, do, you know, do pork maybe twice a week or once a week, you'll be, you know, should be fine. But a lot of people don't rotate like I do. And so the thing is, is that if you, unknowingly, uh, there's pork in this product and you feed it like for a year, you know, mm-hmm. it, I'm worried about older dogs getting pancreatitis is what I'm worried yeah. about. Now, have you gone on, not that I trust anything that the, um, that the online people have to say, but have you gone to any holistic sites or anything and, and looked at pancreatitis? No, that's what you no. need to do. You need to do some homework here. 
Okay. Because if this is what my dogs, especially being chihuahuas, I would nix all processed food and we are going as natural as possible. Okay. Okay, is what I would do. Now, you can go to dogs naturally magazine.com and okay. then t- that Dana writes that and put in pancreatitis and dogs. Okay. All right. And then okay. also, whole, oh, let's see, wait a minute. Healthy pets. Dot com. That's Dr. Karen Becker. She's uh, the guru of holistic medicine. Okay. Did you say Mercola? Mercola. M-E-R-C-O-L-A. Yeah. Healthy pets. Dot Mercola. Dot com. But anyway, and that's what you need to do is you need to go. These two sites I really trust. All right. Okay. You just need to empower yourself. um, And and maybe there's a blog out there, you know, say, you know, hey, you know, uh, um, natural ways uh, to deal with pancreatitis and dogs. Okay. You know what I mean? Things like that. So you you need a homework just and get a plan. Just don't, like I say, when you're getting at, you said there were seven? Yes. Okay, yeah, see, that's seven. It's just uh, that seems awful young for something like this. But Yeah, it, out I'm, of the blue. Yeah, and so that's why, like I said, between, and, you know, veggies, all kinds, uh, you know, green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli, those make good to- or good things to chew on. So, okay. You know, screw all the, the you know, raw high cheese, anything that's cured, you know, and if you read, if you could understand all the labels and what you buy, get your dog, then the, okay. Yeah. But if you can't, then you're either making your own biscuits or whatever type thing. And then, yeah, no rawhide chews or those all natural. Those things there, they, they were kind of pulled from the market. They weren't what they were touting. So, okay. And so that's why, like I said, it's your job, though, what goes in their mouth, okay. you know what I mean, is a healthier choice. And okay, you know, so leaner. Do some homework. Yep, and that's what it is. But I would pull them off of all, all processed food because there's a lot of ways, especially like I say with Chihuahuas. You don't, they don't have very big tummies. <laughs> no, and no. So and you, that's what um, with I, they actually per- prescribe the Royal Canine Diet. Uh-huh. So that's really the only option that I have been given right now. And so I was prior to protein proteins, but now this is the only option. So yep, that's also something that I would consider as well. Yeah, because that will no, that will help you out a lot. Another Another one that you want to go to, why can't I think, I could just think of her, if you go to her old, her old website, mm-hmm. uh, it's called patmckay.com, patmckay, M-C-K-A-Y.com. I can't mm-hmm. think of what her, it, it will, it goes into a new website. Oh. And so, and she's got, uh, she's a wealth of information. Okay, okay. Just a wealth of information as far as uh, that. And you can actually uh, um, send her questions. Oh. Uh, also too, then, um, what else was it? primalpooch.com primalpooch.com that helps you like if you want to get into cooking for your dogs or preparing different things you know that that website will help you so it's going to be a different way but like I say with the smaller dogs there's a lot of times you can pre-make things and just heat them up as needed but anytime you heat things up do not use the microwave and the reason is is because the microwave denatures and takes all the good stuff out and so that's why you know I mean I I cringe when I've got to use my micro <laughs> I always get the pot now, like just yesterday. I had some all beef uh, hot dogs. Would have been really easy to throw them and nuke them, right? Ooh. But what it does, if you read what a microwave does to the food, you won't put any food in there. Oh, even to when you warm, even when you warm it up, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's your bet. Your alternative is, is to either use the top of the stove or in the stove. I guess it's time to learn to cook. Yeah, well, like I say, I'm not that big of a cook, but see, I, that, see, what I'm what my ace in the hole is. 
is I know nothing about technology. <laughs> so, you know, my, my daughters get me the crock, or the, not the crock pot, the, what is it, Instapot? Oh, Instapot. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. and um, I can do uh, two dozen eggs in, in, uh, in four and a half minutes. And they peel oh. real good. I mean, I'm that. Yes, I'm into that. that. Is the one thing that I use my Instapot for, because I was so intimidated by it, I was like, okay, the one thing I'm going to test it out to make sure I don't blow myself up. Yep, I'll do the eggs. Yep, <laughs> and that's the only thing that I I did try. Oh, I tried to. I put a frozen chicken in there, and my husband told me what to set it at. And I don't know. I think it was an hour and a half. Okay, and it was oh, okay. okay. Well, when we opened it up, that chicken looked like it blew up. <laughs> it's like, well, I think she's cooked, <laughs> and then some. There is no. Oh, that thing was dry. Oh, lordy! I see that's oh, I, I, like I said. I'd rather yes, I'd rather throw it into the oven or whatever. But so I got out my little pot, put some little water in it, and put my hot dogs in there, and then I boiled it. You know, I didn't throw it in the microwave. And yep. so yeah, like my husband's, you know, nuke it, nuke it, nuke it. And it's like, but you're destroying all the good stuff that's in it if you got good stuff to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's yeah. So like I said, even though it's a lot more pans or pots for me, but anyway. Yeah. But so that's why, like I said, you you, you want to do that? No nuking of anything. Okay. okay. Okay, but yeah, keep me posted on what you find out okay. because it's a world out there. You just roll up your sleeves and yep. then like us dig in. Yep, that's what you got to do for these okay. before your munchkins. I appreciate your help. You betcha. Take care. Bye bye. You, you too. Bye bye. Somebody else said like angel food cake and doesn't know how to use the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Will's uh, actually done a stew in there. I don't know how he did it, but it was, it was a really good stew. I said, do it again because I love a good stew. I just love a good stew. Mm-hmm. And you got to put the corn in with it too, you know. But every time I try to make stew, I burn it. It has that burnt taste to it. It's like, oh. or it's not thick enough. So then I try to thicken it. Then it either gets too flowery tasting. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. No, like I said, I'm good at baking as well. And then I'm good griller. On, uh, finally learned how to not make hockey pucks on <laughs> the um, the grill with doing, you know, pork chops, steaks, whatever. Nothing like Steve from Twin Cities Live. You know, he's becoming a professional griller. Mm. Oh, we got to sear it out of this temperature and da, da, da. I have not gotten into it. You know, someday if I had time like that, maybe I might invest. But then there's a little thing called if you start having too many beers too early, that you just want it on and off and you want to eat. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, where are we at here, sir? Uh, we got a couple minutes, two minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Did I give a trivia question? Uh, the last one you did was the Italian. No. Yeah, the Italian pie. Oh, no, we did the no, Wessex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cake. burning cakes. Yeah. No, yeah. This next one is really interesting. I really, oh, I got, I got great. But, uh, I, okay, wait a minute. Okay, but uh, and earlier we I mentioned about, you know, finding a trainer and then training your dogs. So I want to br- bring that information, uh, revisit that as far as, um, uh, first of all, by training your dog, you don't take the spirit. You don't wreck the spirit of the dog. It's not me, master, you dog. But there are some trainers out there like that. And what's really driving me over the cliff is that a lot of trainers are using the e-collars for everything. If the dogs don't sit, they zing them. You know what I mean? And you can just see the panic look on the dog's face. I don't know if you ever saw, did you ever see, uh, it was on Facebook a while back, where it was one guy walking like six German shepherds in a, a perfect straight line. He's walking down the street. And I'm like, Okay, first of all, oh, yep. 
No, I know what you're talking yeah, about. No, you can't get that many dogs, three on each side, to walk that perfect, you know what I mean? But you, then if you looked at the demeanor of the dog, the way they were holding their head, their ears, their tail, they were not happy. They were worried. They were scared. And it wasn't until about a year later I had the aha that I found out what happened is that he had such a thin e-collar on him. You couldn't see with the shepherds, you know, and it's right behind the jawline. So you couldn't see the e-collar. And that's how he was controlling all of them. Oh. It wasn't because he was such a grand trailer. Look what I did. Every one of them was zinged. We're good. If they, you get out, of, you're getting zinged. <laughs> and so that's what a lot of people now, they want it now. They want you to sit now. They want you to come now. They don't want to work on a relationship. And that's hugely wrong. You know, I e-collar is the only thing. Thing I can see using if your dog, like in the hunting world, it's big if the dog ranges. You know, if he's he's going out 500 yards and he's he's saying, talk to the paw. Okay, let's bring in the e-collar and work with it so the dog learns to be respectful and not range so much. But otherwise, it's every day as far as sitting and stuff like that and doing the controlling instead of working on a relationship. And I've worked with quite a few dogs now that have come in where you could see they use the e-collar and nothing else. And the dog is just worried. He's he's not, and he just runs amok. And because he really hasn't, um, the only thing he was working for is not to get zinged, you know, to hear the ding and get the zing. And some of them vibrate and some of them zing. And, you know, but anyway, so let's talk a little bit about that when we get back is that let's build a relationship with the dog. Let's learn the personality and go forth from there. Okay, here we go. What is, the, and I never, and I always wondered this, and look at my answer is right in front of me. Okay, what two metals is pewter made of? What two metals is pewter made of? We'll be right back. Oh, no, quick. Down that. Get rid of that. Oh. Not a fan? No. <laughs> not that song. It's just like, no, I'm not a fan of him. Ever since <laughs> I saw him on, I don't even watch it, was some awards show. I'm just like, I remember when he started uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yep. Kind of kicked his, you know, start him, you know, getting him going, you know. Mm-hmm. And he just turned into such a putz. I'm not... <laughs> I saw him do one that song, and I'm just like, really? Set me over the edge. So it's like, I have no time. Okay, which two metals is in pewter? What two metals make pewter? Copper and aluminum. I don't know. Yep, well, is aluminum and tin the same? Um, No, I guess not, is it? Tin's thicker, right? I think tin, yeah. It's tin and lead. Oh. Tin and lead. Now, excuse me. I mean, I got a really beautiful, like, oval pewter bowl, okay, that you could put watermelon in. I mean, it's just really very pretty. And then I also had a pewter mug. Now, would would I want to be eating something that's made out of lead Absolutely or drinking? Not. So I don't get this pewter thing. So, oh, well, oh, well, it is what it is. Learn something new, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, uh, once again, trainers, okay? Uh, we do not want, uh, a lot of people now are using e-collars. I don't believe in e-collars, uh, other than if the dog is ranging and then you find somebody that is versed and usually that's a hunter will do well with uh, training you to use the e-collar if a dog is ranging too much. But the big thing with training is you're building a relationship. It's not me, master, you, dog. Okay, so get you got to understand your dog's personality and what works for one dog may not work for another. And that's why there's a lot of trainers out there. But the big thing 
is is that you want to find a trainer that's approachable and you want small class size. Now, my class sizes are, you know, six to seven dogs per class. Um, and uh, so then that way there you get individual attention and it's not just the wah factor with all these dogs barking and being, a, you know, upside down and sideways. And so that's why small classes are, are, are better. And then, you know, like I say, a trainer that's approachable. And then another thing, too, is that like I, I, people say, well, how can you, you know, if you take an hour private lesson with me, can we learn a lot? Because it's just one on one. And my goal is to show you, get the right training collar, show you how you use it. And then get you to start building relationships, start working, walking on a leash nicely, not you, the dog. Answering the door nicely. Uh, you know, just start getting the manners. You go through the door first, dog goes through second. So we start building. A lot of people come and want, well, I just want my dog to come. Well, you dogs aren't robots. You can't just program them. You've got to earn their respect and trust. That's how they work for us. If you haven't earned respect and trust, okay, you're not going to have much of a relationship with your dog. And it's just like two-legged people we know. There's some people that the relationship is really easy to work with and build on, and some people that is just really hard work. They're very willful, very strong, you know, stubborn or whatever. And so that's why what it is is that you've got to learn and understand the personality and then use the right technique techniques and the right collars and stuff that you can get the best and build that team and so there uh, and like i said i'm really surprised so the length of how many weeks you take class is basically for your benefit to get you into a beat of training your dog but uh, my thought to you is that are you learning at least two or uh, two three new things each week that's because the first half hour should be uh, repeating what you have learned. And then the second half hour should be adding an, a, a, like two or three new things, okay, at least, or two things for sure. And so, uh, but does it keep moving or is it very redundant? Are you? Does it seem like you're always reviewing and not learning new things? And so, because the, the only, the, the lessons are, guys, are for us trainers to show you what you need, how to go about it, and then give you so that you can work during the week to come back and then see how you're doing. Or like I say, if you're, uh, 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 or some people, every dogs learn different and so do people. And so that's why, like I say, I give handouts with my classes so that you can now you have a refresher of, well, okay, this is what we covered. This is what we did. Now, obviously you can call me. I'm really bad at emails. I get so logged. I had a hiccup in my computer last weekend and emails really got discombobulated and then try to back paddle and figure that one out again it's just like oh god kill god take me away oh, <laughs> it was like <laughs> oh so anyway so remember it's training you not the dog it's getting you organized so basically dog trainers aren't dog trainers what they are people trainers now you know the circuit uh, circuit the secret all us dog trainers are are uh, holding and like i say go and take the time and sit in on a couple classes because every trainer should allow you to come in and sit and watch without your dog don't go with your dog you want to just be able to concentrate on what's around and then talk to people that are taking the class all right and see what their thoughts are okay because like i say i don't put a lot of how many dogs have you trained you know i've never sat down and figured out in my uh for 39 years of Katie's canine, how many dogs I've trained? I don't care. You know, to be, it's not like how the numbers is that are impressive. Well, I 10,000 dogs. It's like, I really, you know, hopefully people talk good about me, you know, and that's, that's the best word of mouth. Not how many diplomas I got on my wall that made me a good. I, I mean, I know people that can send out for these diplomas. You get a diploma for anything. And so I could have a wall, diploma wall. <laughs> Looks like I know what I'm doing. And I, all they, they're all fake. 
you know, who checks on diplomas and stuff. And there is a couple schools that you can get certified to be a trainer. And to me, it's like uh, smertified. It's just either you have the talent and the gift to understand dogs. And the big thing is to work with the owners. Now, can you know, if I can be good with good with dogs, but I'm not good with the owners. I, there's no way I'll ever get a chance to work with the dog. So that's why, I mean, you've got to have a good sense of humor. And there's, you know, days that I am I know I'm short with people sometimes, you know, just for the fact that it's like, I said. <laughs> but that's just the way any job is. And I really don't call my training a dog a job. I really don't. I'm doing something I totally am enamored that I got to actually make a living, you know, such as it is that I didn't have to beat the check to the bank. I have a radio show. I'm, you know what I mean? I, and I don't like going on TV, to, you know, cause then I got to want, what am I going to wear? There's my hair. And, but anyway, on the radio, you have no idea. So I mean, you're wearing Minnesota colors and I got the Vikings on. Oh, by the yep. way, where are we at with the Vikings? So a little update, 27 Vikings to 17 Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Nice. Good. Yeah. Not that it's not going to get yanked out from underneath of us at the last second, like the last couple of games. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. remind me. No, it's been I painful. Know. I know. Last it weeks. is. So, so anyway, folks, so please do me a big favor. Check out your trainer and, and word of mouth. That's, that's huge. As far as that's the best ad I've, you know, you, you see somebody with a well-trained dog. Who did you take it to? You talk to people. Just don't go through the, you know, put your thumb on the thing or scroll like dog trainer done one closest to you you know there's a lot of good ones out there but there's a lot of not so nice ones out there that don't play nice in the sandbox and one thing is you never ever i never have downplayed any other trainer i'll just you know oh okay and then well let's try this the only trainer that you'll hear me talk bad about, well, not even bad about, I just roll my eyes is Caesar Milan. He drives me over the cliff. And the only reason he got famous because Oprah Winfrey used him for her, um, for her uh, cockers. And then all of a sudden she realized that she had the aha moment and you didn't see a Caesar Milan around it. But by that time, she made him a millionaire, you know. So, so anyway, so the whole thing is, is that who you get to work with, if it's common sense, you know, that they use, uh, um, and the dog likes them, and you, you know, you like it. So it's just go with your, your, with your, your heart, or not your heart, but your gut. If something tells you, ah, this isn't quite, and if a trainer suggests something that you strongly disagree with, don't do it. They're not God. You know what I mean? Right away, you have to be the advocate for your dog. Say, well, this doesn't make sense to me. Well, then don't do it. All right. So, yeah. So, check out the trainers. You can check out my Katie K9. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page. You can get to my Facebook page and you can get to my website. Once again, another uh, week. Thank you, Brian. I greatly appreciate it. Let's hope the bikes win this week. We shall see you next week. And don't hide your dogs. Train them.